Hi, welcome to The Color Paradox. My name is Blessing, and on this podcast, we will be discussing about our universe, what we do and do not believe in, while giving deeper meaning to life. Please remember to have an open mind about whatever topic we will be discussing on this show. Enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. Okay, today we will be reviewing a video about the god Ra, that says the Egyptian sun god, which some people actually still worship and believe in today. Um, That's the god of creation, Ra. So let's get right into it and let's start up the video and check what it's about. Real quick, please keep in mind that most of my review and my analysis are coming from a divine place and also me being an African and having a connection with um, the Asians' belief and mythologies. So this gives me my reasoning towards my review and my analysis. So just keep that in mind while we get right into it. The sun is the giver of life, controlling the ripening of crops which were worked by man. Because of the life-giving qualities of the sun, the Egyptians worshipped the sun as a god. It is believed in the beginning, there was nothing but chaos. From it emerged Ra, the sun god. Did you hear that? It is believed in the beginning, there was nothing but chaos. That means there was something. I mean, if there was nothing but chaos, chaos itself, it's something, right? We can't just dispute negative energy. It is real. So if I'm to classify or categorize what chaos is, I will refer it as a negative energy to say what you might call devil, demons, bad attitude. At the end of the day, they're all negative energy. So, yeah. The sun god existed alone in the watery mass of Nan, also called the emptiness, which filled the universe. So he gave it life, of every form, which include gods as well. Ra represented life, warmth. So, Ra actually created other gods. True him, other gods were created. So, I think if we're to convert that into the Christianity religion, um, you can as well call them angels. And growth. Since people regarded Ra as a principal god, creator of the universe, and the source of life, he had a strong influence on them, which led him to being one of the most worshipped of all the Egyptian gods. Egyptian believers considered Ra to be the king of the gods, just as Greeks consider Zeus the king of the gods. Since he's the creator of the entire living realm, including that of gods, it is believed that Ra consists of all the divine powers. He distributed these powers among other gods. So Egyptians believed that every god should illustrate some aspect of him, while Ra himself should also represent every god. When creating the world, the god created life by calling them into existence, by uttering their secret names, and summoning it out of the watery mass of Nut. How did he create life by uttering their secret name, calling them out of the waters? This corresponds with the Bible when God came and um, it was all darkness and water filled the earth. So the God's wrath, that's the sun God, also manifested 
through calling them out with their secret name. So if I'm to evaluate that into my culture, whatever happened there is called incantation. Incantation is a, a secret word that you re recite. Some people will call it magic. Some people will call it voodoo. Some people will call it whatever. You will need to um, know this incantation to be able to do things that are normally not supposed to happen. Um, for instance, creating a old being, you know, he had to use the incantations to create whatever he, he think or imagines. Let's take it back and listen to that again. When creating the world, the God created life by calling them into existence, by uttering their secret names and summoning it out of the water. Incantations. Incantations. Three mass of none. But humans were created by mixing his tears and sweat. See? He created everything through incantations, right? Just by uttering word. However, when it comes to human, he created us through tears and sweat. Why is he that? Why can't he just create humans through incantation? Why is he sweat and tears? Yeah. Okay. He is generally depicted with a human body and a falcon head. But it earth I guess that means humans were the most difficult beings to create. I, I mean, if he created others through speech, through incantation, through calling them out of the waters and manifesting it to reality, why can't he do the same with humans? Why is it that he, he, he had to create human through sweats and tears. So that means we were very difficult to create. Early period in Egyptian history were very special. Ra's influence spread throughout the whole country, bringing multiple representations in form and in name. The most common form combinations are with Atom, his human form, Kepri, the scarab beetle form, and Horus, the falcon form. The form in which he usually appears is that of a man with a falcon's head, which is due to his combination with Horus, who is another sky god. On top of his head rests a solar disk with a cobra, which is called the Eye of Ra. It is this disk that takes a prominence in depiction. Ancient Egyptians depict the god in many forms, sometimes in full animal form, such as serpent, bull, lion, and many more. This is mainly because the god is the main source of power which other gods gifted from. Exactly. But so that means he can um, change to whatever form he wants. He can become a bird, he can become a snake, he can become a python, he can become a lion, he can become a goat, he can become a dog because he has all the secret name of um, everything that exists because he created them. So. He can as well take the shape of whatever he could create. A bird, a snake, a dog, a tiger, anything, name it. What makes this god recognizable is the sun disk. Whatever the form might be, the sun disk always rests on Ra's head. Ra's main role as the sun god is to chase away the darkness. For this, he sail across the heaven. Hold up. Hold up, hold up. Did I hear that correctly? 
His main goal is to chase away the darkness. Whatever the fall might be, the sun disk always rests on Ra's head. Ra's main role as the sun god is to chase away the darkness. Okay. Now, For let's talk about that. There's something that has been, um, has been an argument since the dawn of time, which is God, right? So again, please follow me as we try to break this down. So the God Ra, that's, that is the sun God, make it his duty, his, his goal to, to chase away darkness. Why? If he is the God of creation, if he is the sun God, why is he chasing away darkness? Again, remember, at first, there has always been chaos. There has always been negative energy. There have always been darkness. There have always been death. There has always been destructions. That is it. There is nothing, no life. The sun God Ra is the bringer of life is the bringer of life. He is the positive energy. What is this telling me? That means there are two gods. The negative God and the positive God, the sun God. Now, the sun God is the bringer of life and it makes it his, his duty, his, his mission to chase away the negative energy. So I believe in this world we exist in, it's all filled up with negative and positive. At the end of the day, this is a battle between gods, light and darkness. So, um, yeah, let's continue. This, he sail across the heavens in a sunboat driving away all the darkness. I mean, why will God create something he's going to have to destroy? It's possible where you create something, um, you know, mistakenly and you want to destroy it, but it won't take me so much stress to destroy something I create or I created, right? However, we can see that since the dawn of men, God haven't been able to, to eradicate negative energy completely. We still live amongst evil and good. That means this battle is, is still going on up to today. That's why there's always going to be sun and darkness. There's always going to be life and death. So we have to really be careful and try to study our life, our existence in general. Well, let's get right back into the video and yeah. Every day the God sails across heavens. And in every night the god fight with beasts to emerge back. In the morning when Ra emerged from the east, his boat was named Majet, which they said every night he has to fight with serpents and, and evil negative energy. Every night. Why will I create something that will stress me out? That means he did not create those things. That means he's trying to get rid of something he didn't create. God did not create negative energy. Negative energy on its own, it's like, it's God, not, not like God. You know, when, when evil people say, I serve Lucifer, I serve the devil, 
It is negative energy. Yes, it's a God of its own and it's very, very powerful as much as God is. However, this is a race between light and darkness. Wherever light comes in, darkness shall disappear. So this is what makes God stronger. This is why that darkness, negative energy, is trying not to lose its grip on life. Because this is what the sun god, Ra, is trying to make manifest. You know, where there won't be death anymore, where there won't be darkness anymore, where there won't be sorrow anymore, where there won't be crying anymore, where there won't, where, where there won't be sadness anymore. And everybody will live happily after for eternity. But however, the dark energy is not trying to make this happen. Dark energy is like, leave me, let me be. Go somewhere else. But the sun god is like, no. I'm going to free my people. Well, let's go right into it. <laughs> it translates to becoming strong. By the end of the day, the boat was called Semectit, which meant becoming weak. When Ra traveled in his sunboat, he was accompanied by various other deities such as Sia, Hu, Hika, Set, and Mayhem. In the evening, the god becomes weak and is taken into the underworld. There we go again. Another thing. The god Ra becomes weak. How does a god becomes weak? <laughs> you see? Listen, again, the god Ra, at night, he gets tired. The Christian god don't get tired, however, on the seventh day, he rested. Well, however, he doesn't get tired. I don't, like, there been a lot of misinterpretations when it comes to understanding God's work. In fact, the best way to understand God's word, and when I say God's word, I don't, I'm not even categorizing it, maybe the Bible or the Quran. No, no, no. I mean, in general, the best way to understanding God's word is by God himself revealing it unto you. How will I put? The best way to understand the word of God no matter where you're from, no matter what religion, the best way to understand God's word is by God himself, the almighty one, revealing it, giving you that, that grace. And anybody can, can have this, this thing where you know it, where you listen, you read it and you know it, you understand it. You're able to transcribe it or translate it accurately. It's very important, accurately. Because this where fake prophets come saying, but anyways, let's get right back into the, the um, Sangha. When he's sailing in the underworld, he gets his appearance to a ram and travel through the 12 gates of the underworld. He can change to whatever he wants. He can fly like a bird. The god take one hour to pass each gate, spending a total of 12 hours in the underworld. Every night he encountered the Apophis, who is the chaos in its serpent form. 
In these battles, Ra is specifically assisted by Set and Mayhem. After defeating these battles, the Sun God emerged from the East every morning. This is viewed as the dying and rebirth of the God by some believers. The main temple of Ra is found in Heliopolis, which is now located in the suburbs of Cairo. Like for other deities, the temple did not home a statue to signify the presence of Ra. Instead it was designed in a way that sunlight could enter, and that is viewed as the presence of the god. Inside the temple, there is a tree, which is considered as the tree of life. Except for Pharaoh, it is forbidden to eat from the tree. It is believed if one eat from it, they are granted the eternal life. Under the... Well... Pharaoh can also be transcribed as modern-day king. So, except for the king, which are allowed to partake in the eternal life, nobody else, so... Fuck everybody else. <laughs> the tree, there is a stone that have the carvings of the Bennu, who is a fiend. You better become a king, man. <laughs> the god is greatly associated with the bird, due to the notion of dying and rebirth. It is said the bird represent the soul of Ra. The bird is carved near the tree, so it signifies the tree is a possession of the great god Ra. Ra was a powerful deity and a central god of the Egyptian pantheon. The ancient Egyptians worshipped Ra more than any other god and pharaohs often connected themselves with Ra. This elevated their dominance and supremacy over the subjects. Remember that. Right here, Pharaoh. What do you guys think of this story? Please leave a like and consider subscribing to the channel if you enjoyed the video. Wow, wow, wow. Remember, this show, on this show, we will be talking about difference and so many topics when it comes to spirituality and um, Asians' belief. That's the Asians' mythology. And when it comes to spirituality, so we will be discussing anything and everything. Basically, remember the name of the show is Color Paradox. So paradox, anything and everything, be no truth or lie. Uh, at the end of the day, do we even exist? You know, at the end of the day, uh, we are all right. We are all wrong, right? Um, so let's just keep an open mind and um watch out for the part two uh, it will be out very soon and we will try and break it down more because there's actually more to the sun god rat um it later married and had kids and so on and so forth so we will try and break it down as complex as possible and try to match it with the african uh, mythology so we'll try to see and connect the lost history of humankind so thanks for staying tuned um and again remember my name is blessing and i will see you next time let's get it